Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Happy 2019 from the den. It may be a new year, but you are still listening to the best in the world, The Howl. We would like to welcome you if this is your first time or if you're a regular listener to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhymesayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1973. With the recent news coming out that there is a possibility that the Mavericks could move Dennis Smith Jr., I thought, let's have some fun. Even though maybe Dennis Smith Jr. isn't the best fit for what we're doing here in Minnesota, he's a very ball-dominant guard, very similar to players we've had issues with in the past, a.k.a. Jimmy Butler. So here we are, as always, in the 2K19 portion of the show, and we're going to take a look at what it can, what would it take to maybe get this trade to happen. Now, financially, if you look at the numbers, one trade that would make sense for the Timberwolves would be, let's say, Derrick Rose and Luol Deng. That works. Now, would the Mavericks do that? Mm, I don't know about that. Probably not, although Derrick Rose is playing lights out right now. So 
Maybe it's something they would consider. And obviously, those are expiring contracts. Maybe you have to throw in a pick. We'll see what it takes. So we are at the start of the 2018 season. We're going to go into Trade Finder, jump over to the Dallas Mavericks, take a look and see. Let's see. What would it take? What are they willing to give or take for us to get a shot at Dennis Smith Jr.? Now, initially, if you look at it, they say, nope. There's nothing you can send us that's going to make that trade go through. So we're going to have to actually jump in and propose some things. We're going to see what it's going to take to maybe make this deal happen. Now, I think we're going to have to start with a guy like Derrick Rose. That's going to be the first portion of this. And then you move on to some other options, maybe some additional things as far as what we're looking to get in return. Maybe other players have to be involved from the Maverick side. It's tough to say, but... We start off with a few different options. So if we start with Derrick Rose, we jump over to the Mavericks, take a look, adding, of course, Dennis Smith Jr. And right off the bat, you realize those two don't work financially. So you do have to add in other pieces, whether that's Dang or someone else. We'll start off with Luol Dang, though, and see if that gets the job done. Part of the issue you run into there, of course, is while financially it works, they would actually take on too many players at that point. So... They actually would have to get rid of someone else if we were to make that work. Of course, for the Wolves' perspective, they'd have to take on someone else that doesn't have a lot of value and isn't making a ton of money. So you wonder if there's a player out there that makes sense. Ray Spaulding, for example, would be a player that would jump off the page. What about if we were to take our pick coming up for this season? Would that get it done? So if we took our 2018 first-round pick, completely unprotected, that does not get the job done. If we add in our second round pick, still doesn't get the job done, which is pretty remarkable if you ask me. If this, I mean, I don't know what they want, to be fair. So if we look at adding another first round pick, they, that might do the job, but at that point you're giving up too much, and so you know that's not going to fly. So Dennis Smith Jr. right now, he makes $3.82 million. So the key would be, is there a player on the Wolves that they like a little better that would maybe fit in terms of salary cap as well as a player that they would maybe take on that would fit something that they're trying to build with. So we look at maybe possibly Tyus Jones as a starter. That is not going to get the job done. But financially, that does work. So what we'll do here is we'll try a few different scenarios, see what actually works as far as trades, and then we will come back at you once that's been finalized. You're listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. So we went kind of a roundabout way how we got him, and we did end up having to turn off trade logic only because it was a little bit of a struggle to get the game to do what we were trying to do. But the bottom line is we made a trade for DeJount Murray, which I think DeJount Murray in the end for Dennis Smith Jr. is, I think it's very fair. I don't think that the Mavericks would be too upset if that is how it ended up working out. Let's say, you know, DeJount Murray was fully healthy and everything. So in that regard, boom, that's what ended up happening. In the end, I think it makes a lot of sense. We ended up actually, within that trade, also getting uh, Metu, if you're not familiar with him. He was with the Spurs as well, uh, Chemezi Metu. He is a young power forward. We also decided to go a different route with our two-way players. We got rid of both C.J. Williams and Jared Terrell. I'm a big Jared Terrell fan in real life, but in the simulations we've done, he just doesn't get that good. I thought there were better directions to go. We picked up Tyler Davis, 67 overall, 21-year-old, and then Kobe Simmons, a 66 overall, 21-year-old. We have Davis, who's a center, and Simmons, who is a point guard. But the rest of the roster is sitting the same. 
We ended up not having to give up much other than Derrick Rose, which I think most Wolves fans would be more than willing to get rid of Derrick Rose. On top of that, we are actually going to move on from Jeff Teague. He's going to be the next guy that I think it's important to move on from. We will go through Trade Finder for that, and we will do that as part of the the show here as opposed to kind of off air because generally Jeff Teague does hold some nice value. He is sitting on just a one-year contract. He does have an, another year of a contract that is his option, but we're not going to worry about that because we're going to find a team that is willing to take him on. Now, again, you're always going to run into a little bit of an issue where sometimes you have to take on a bad contract to make this happen. A few options that we have, we could get a second-round pick and Nemanja Bialica back, which I think actually would be a fair deal uh, for us anyways, and the Kings get a nice, uh, I guess, a spark or a player that they can play whenever De'Aaron Fox needs a break. We can also get uh, an interesting one that's out there would be we could take two years of John Luer or Solomon Hill and get a first-round pick in the deal as well. Obviously, those are players that we don't exactly want on this team, but in the right scenario, it's it could be a lot worse. We also could get Rashawn Holmes and Troy Daniels for Jeff Teague and Luol Deng. That's another option for us. Most of the offers we're beginning is pretty realistic that we have teams that are trying to kind of lowball us or give us, I guess, for, for no uh, better word, crap. But that's kind of where we're at. There's not a lot. Probably the best player involved would be Bobby Portis. But even then, we're ended up taking on Cristiano Felicio, who has a three-year, $24 million contract. And let's be honest, who wants that? That would definitely be something that would weigh us down quite a bit. We could also take on Jeff. So Jeff Teague and Dang for Tyler Johnson and Derek Jones Jr. would be an option. Not great. Most of the offers that we are getting are, you know, we're getting players that we don't necessarily want. Here's an interesting one. Jeff Teague and Luol Deng for Ricky Rubio and Tony Bradley. I like that. I think we'll take the Nemanja Bielitsa one. So it's Jeff Teague for Nemanja Bielitsa and a second-round pick. So we get ourselves off of that extra point guard, which we do not need. Taking a look at the roster now, we have point guards Dennis Smith Jr., Tyus Jones, and Kobe Simmons is our two-way player. Josh Okogie and Jared Bayless are your shooting guards. You have Robert Covington, Andrew Wiggins, and Kata Bates-Diop. And then for power forwards, Bielitsa, Gibson, Saric, Tolliver, and we do still have Dang, and plus Metsu. And then you have Carl Anthony Towns and Gorgie Jang and Tyler Davis. So really a plethora of power forwards at the moment, which is not exactly ideal for what we're trying to do here. Might not be a bad idea to see if we can get something for Luol Dang, Tolliver, or Gibson. So we're going to see what we can do in terms of making some moves, and then we'll come back at you at that point. All right, after an overhaul of the roster, looking at the Timberwolves now, we have Dennis Smith Jr., Tyus Jones, and Kobe Simmons. We have Josh Kogi as our shooting guard. We have Wiggins, Covington, and Kade Bates Diop as our small forwards. Power forwards, we have Taj Gibson, Bielitsa, Saric, and Metu. We have Carl Anthony Towns, Ivica Zubats, Luke Cornett, Tony Bradley, and we did get a number of second-round picks in some of these deals, which works out in our favor as well. We're also going to possibly grab another just young prospect that maybe is sitting in free agency, and then we will come back at you at the trade deadline and take a look at how the addition of Dennis Smith Jr. has fared so far. Again, you're listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Sitting at the All-Star break, we are 28-25. and 25. A few things I should add. We did overhaul the staff. So assistant coach, head coach, CFO, GM, the works. We actually brought on Ryan Saunders as the actual coach. 
So we have that going for us. And like I said, 28 and 25, 85% team chemistry. So the team chemistry is pretty good, but it could actually be better. And because it's not better, I think we're okay with maybe making some trades if we really want to. we got a number of guys on this team that aren't going to probably be here for the long haul. For example, looking down the list, Luke Cornett. But again, he's on a one-year deal. He's expiring, so it's not like you're going to have to worry too much. But if we can get a deal where someone offers us a pick, I might be okay with that, especially given if you can get maybe um, maybe a, an early second-round pick from a bad team. That wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Otherwise, looking across the board, Luke Cornett, we could trade him for E.K. Anabogu, which isn't too bad. We could get Frank Jackson out of the deal. Henry Ellenson, if we include a second-round pick. So there are a few trades that actually aren't too bad. Someone tried to trade us back Gorgie Jang, which no thank you. All things considered, I don't know that any of these are jump-off-the-page offers, and so I don't know that it makes a lot of sense for us to really necessarily mess with what we're working with here. Moritz Wagner, but we'd have to include a second-round pick. So nothing really jumps off the page there. We also have Tony Bradley. We could look to move him if we really wanted to. But the nice thing about a lot of the players that we grabbed is that they're young and talented. So you've got Zubats, 21 years old, 77 overall. You do have Kobe Simmons. You have Metu, 21, 71 overall. So these are a lot of guys that are actually in a pretty good position to be able to help us long term. No reason to rock the boat if we don't have to. The only player I would maybe look to move would be Bielitsa. But because he's obviously helping us with a 28 and 25 record, no reason to rock the boat there as well. So jumping ahead to the end of the season, and hopefully it goes well. We are going to continue this path. We already actually looked. Nobody was willing to re-sign or was eligible to re-sign, so there's not much we could do there. So we'll just simulate through to the end of the season and take a look at how the Timberwolves with not only Ryan Saunders, but the main purpose of this little exercise, which is Dennis Smith Jr. on the team. The Wolves finish 45-37. and 37. Steph Curry is your MVP. Rookie of the year is Luka Doncic. Sixth man, Dennis Schroeder. Giannis is your defensive player of the year. Blake Griffin, most improved. Coach of the year, Steve Kerr. Taking a look at the all-NBA teams, unfortunately, none of our players do make the list. All-defensive, we maybe got a shot, but nope. All right, so no rewards for the Timberwolves. That's not right. We did finish as the four seed, so we'll take that. Taking on the Blazers that are the five seed. Uh, first off, we do lose to the Blazers down one game. Tie it up one game to one. Hopefully, we can make a little bit of a run here. We're up two games to one. Can we take game four? Four? Yes. So, we're up three games to one. A 3-1 lead. Can we take it to game? Yep, they took it to five. Can we take number six? Wow, it goes to seven games. And the seventh game, can we make it? Can we move on? We do. All right, so we move on. We are taking on the Golden State Warriors in round two. This one probably won't be as pretty since they are 22 games better than us in the regular season. Down one game to O. Can we maybe steal victory? I mean, so far, making it to the second round, I think, is a win if you're a Timberwolves fan, and I am. And we do feel this would be great if it happened. And it looks like we're going to be – wow, we did not get swept. We did actually take one game. So far, it is three to one. So the game we took actually was one of the Minnesota games. Can we win one more? Ah, we were eliminated. What was the final score here? We'll take a look. Wolves, wow. I'm not even going to say that. Yeah, I'll say it. We lost 131 to 93. That is awful. Led the way, by the way, Dennis Smith Jr. was our scoring leader. Just 15 points, though. Not great. Seven assists, zero rebounds. 
that's tough to do. Carl Towns, only eight points. A lot of guys scored, but you didn't have... In fact, we had seven players, six players in double figures, which isn't bad. But overall, you need better effort from Carl Towns if you're going to take it to that next level. But in year number one of the Dennis Smith Jr. Ryan Saunders era, I would say things went pretty good as we did make it to the second round for the first time in a very long time. Timberwolves obviously have been a franchise that has been, let's just say, mostly negative uh, throughout the years. So we jump in to the offseason. This is going to be a crucial time for the Timberwolves and for Ryan Saunders, Dennis Smith Jr., and the works. So jumping ahead to the league meetings, they abolished the trade deadline. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that. Trading is now allowed throughout the entire season. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I am all in on this. That's actually kind of fun. Jumping to the draft lottery. Now, we made a number of trades, although I do not think we have any lottery picks. Looking at, nope, no lottery picks for us. In all the trades that we made, we did not make any. I think most of our picks would be second-round picks. So we do have the 22nd pick based on how we finished in the regular season. We already signed all of our coaching staff and trainers or sorry, in scouts, the only person we do have to sign would be our trainer. So we do need to sign Randy Martin. Now we'll sign him to a one-year deal. The reason we're signing him to a one-year deal as opposed to the normal four years is there are times when Randy Martin actually gets worse and we don't want to have to fire him just to grab another trainer. Now we hope that he stays in the A category. Right now he's an A minus. We hope he stays up that high, but on the off chance that he doesn't, we don't want to be tied to him and have to fire him after one year. So we jump ahead to the pre-draft workouts, but there's really not much to look at there. As we already know, this is the standard 2019 user-created draft class. So we sim to our pick, take a look at number 22, see who's actually available from this 2019 class. You have Marcus McDuffie is listed as the top guy. Shamori Pons, who's actually from Minnesota, could be an interesting draft pick for us. In terms of youth, one of the best players available would be Lugans Dort. I don't know much about this player, but he is a shooting guard, 19 years of age, 6'5 with a 6'7 wingspan. I think this fits pretty good with what we're looking to do. We will grab him as we didn't really have a lot of depth at the shooting guard position. So I think that ends up being a, a pretty good pick for us. Then we do have the second round where we will jump ahead. So in the second round, we have the 32nd pick. So this is one of the picks that we actually traded for. And that top player, that Marcus McDuffie, is actually still available which is kind of surprising to me. We also have DeAndre Hunter. Look at these stats. 20 years old, 6'7 with a 6'11 wingspan. That is not too shabby at all. And at just 20 years of age, that's pretty good to have a 75. So we're going to go ahead. Oh, although Moses Brown is a player I've really liked in some of these simulations that we've done, a center. And given we do have some, some young centers that could make the next jump, I do still like him as a guy we can go after. And that actually ends up being the only the only pick we have in the second round. So that goes to show you that was a pretty good pickup. I think a pretty good draft class, all things considered. Again, we got Lugens Dort and Moses Brown. Moses Brown was our second-round pick, so not a too shabby offseason so far. We do accept the two-year team option for Dennis Smith Jr., of course. He is now an 80 overall, 21 years of age. Qualifying offers, tons of players we have qualifying offers. Zubats, so Luke Cornett, we're definitely not going to re-sign him, so we don't need to offer him any sort of a qualifying offer. We don't need to make him restricted. But Zubats, Jones, Kobe Simmons, and Tyler Davis, we will definitely make sure to keep all of them on the payroll. 
and we'll jump into the rest of the offseason. Come back at you at the start of season number two of the Ryan Saunders Dennis Smith Jr. Showcase. All right, after the offseason, this is as the team looks. We have a Dennis Smith Jr., Tyus Jones, Austin Wiley, and Briante Weber as our point guards. We have Lugans Dort, Josh Akogi, and Nick Roberts as our shooting guards. Nick Roberts is one of our two-way players. Small forwards, we have Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington, and Katie Bates-Diop. For power forwards, we have Saric, Nemanja Bialica, Moses, sorry, Chemezi Metsu, and then A.C. McGinnis, and he is our other two-way player. Centers, we have Towns, Moses Brown, and Tony Bradley. So some decent players to work with going into the season. Taking a look at, we might as well see what the power rankings think of us. I don't know that they're going to be too favorable at this stage. NBA.com has us as 27th. 2K Sports, they have us as, wow, dead last. Yikes, thanks for that. And Mark Spears, ah, Mark Spears thinks kindly on us, and he has us as 11th. So that's not bad. We'll take that. Not a bad start to the season. I think we've got a pretty solid roster here in this. Uh, taking a look at the Wolves with Dennis Smith Jr. I like our chances. Now we will jump ahead to the trade deadline and take a look and see what the team is looking like at that point. Hopefully we take the next step in the right direction. 28 and 23. I think that's the I think that's actually the exact record we had at the All-Star break last time. Now again, there's no there's no trade deadline, so we're not really at the trade deadline because there isn't one anymore as the they got rid of it, which is kind of goofy. Nobody is available for contract extensions. So there's nothing to do there either. So we can really just jump right in to that second half of the season, but we'll stay with you here as we count down uh, the last few weeks as we are at the beginning of February currently. Wolves, again, sitting at 28 and 23, the record so far this season. So far, I would say it's been a success. Dennis Smith Jr. has done a nice job. Ryan Saunders has been a solid coach. I don't think we can complain too much. The only downside I would say is, our trainer, by the time we actually got to the start of the season, had already gotten worse. So we had talked about how that might be an issue. We did only get two training camps as opposed to the normal three. So we did send Dennis Smith Jr. And then we also sent our rookie shooting guard is one of the players that we actually did it to as well. One thing we haven't talked about much, I was not aware of this, even though we do a lot of these simulations, I found out recently one thing you can do is, so you have your two two-way players. You are able to, within 2K, able to send two other players down to Iowa. So we actually ended up sending Josh Akogi and Tony Bradley down to Iowa to make sure they could get some extended minutes. I think that's pretty important. And it gives us, uh, those guys, a chance to maybe take it to the next level. So I think that's pretty important for what we're trying to build here. Especially when we do these simulations, we turn off injuries. So you know they're not missing out on opportunities here because they wouldn't be playing. So that's the other part of the equation as well. 40 and 30 as we hit towards the end of March. We just lost to the Warriors, but we had nice wins against the Rockets. We beat the Orlando Magic, beat the Pelicans, 42 and 31. So we're already guaranteed to be above 500. So that's not bad at all. Last season, I believe we finished with around 45 wins. 45 and 37 is good, but we're on pace to do better than that, which is solid. Although we just lost to the Nets at home, too. So that's a bad loss. But you're going to win some that you probably should lose. You're going to lose some that you should probably win. That's kind of how the season goes. We just hit our win total from last season, so we're already at 45 wins. We've got two games to go. Are we going to finish? We finished with the exact same record. 45 and 37. So 
We are very consistent, if nothing else. Jumping into the superlatives, you have most valuable player, Russell Westbrook. Zion Williamson, no shock, is your rookie of the year. D'Angelo Russell, sixth man. You have Kawhi Leonard as your defensive player of the year. Tyreek Evans is most improved. And how about this? Scott Brooks with the Washington Wizards, 59-23, and 23 is your coach of the year. So huge turnaround for that franchise, which is very surprising. Carl Towns is All-NBA second team, so good for Carl. Definitely looking forward to that. Obviously, he's taking the next step. Moving over to the season statistics, I think it's a good idea to take a at our players specifically. I wonder how Dennis Smith Jr. is doing. Looking at Dennis Smith's season statistics, 17 points per game. Oof, a paltry 3.7 assists, only .1 more than Carl Towns. That is definitely not a number you want to see. Although 1.1 steals per game is pretty good. As far as his shooting percentages go, he's shooting 38% from three. We'll take that from Dennis Smith. That's pretty good. Oof, 72% from the line, though. That's got to get better. Getting 30 minutes a game. So he's getting enough minutes, but clearly he's just not necessarily getting the job done. But we are the three seed. We are taking on the same team as last year, the Portland Trailblazers. And again, we are down one game to zero. They are the sixth seed. Two games to zero. So this is not looking good in our second season. Three games to zero. Let that sink in. Who is playing poorly for us? Looking at the squad, Dennis Smith's been solid. He had 17 points and eight assists in this last game. Carl Towns has almost got a triple-double. Bielice is doing well. And, oh, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has done ugh, six points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals. Yuck. That's not getting it done. And here we are, game number four, and we've been eliminated. We were somehow swept. Now, to be fair, we were only three games better than the Trailblazers in the regular season. If you remember, almost every year, that's the West. It's lots of parity in the West. There's, you know, there's a lot of teams that are close. So there's, you got to keep that in mind when you're watching these simulations in some regard. We would have liked to see the team take that next step, but we do still have a lot of young players and not a lot of veterans. And you do see that tend to hurt us in a lot of these simulations. Plus, how about this? The Portland Trailblazers just made it to the Western Conference Finals. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're taking on the Nuggets. And, okay, they lose to the Nuggets in seven games. But still, clearly this is a very talented Blazers team. It's tough to, you know, be too upset. And how about this? The Indiana Pacers win the finals. Kevin Durant, the snake himself, ended up going to the Pacers. That's, that's a squad. Durant, Oladipo, Sabonis, J.J. Redick, Miles Turner, Aaron Holiday. Woo! Yeah. That's a squad. That is a solid squad. In fact, it's so good, they still have Doug McDermott, and he's not playing. So if that tells you anything. And remember, there's no injuries, so it's not like he's hurt. Wow. Good job by the Pacers, and, of course, they did beat the Nuggets. Good for the Nuggets. They are one of the best young teams in the league. So we jump ahead to the league meetings. Only thing that was – well, we had two things that were actually changed. So the draft lottery, the worst team will have reduced odds of obtaining a top three pick, which is – I mean, that's not exactly ideal. I don't know what the point of that is. And then you have, you change the time the offense is given to advance the ball to the front court to 10 seconds, which, I mean, eight seconds never gets called. Or, I mean, it gets called if it happens, but it's so rare that, I mean, 10 seconds isn't going to happen. So I don't know what the, I don't really know what the value of that is. We jump to the lottery. We, of course, do not have any picks in the lottery. We were too good. We do have our own pick, though, pick number 22. And it looks like that's the only pick we have. Hopefully, we'll have a couple second round picks. 
I know we've made a number of trades for picks in that second round, and none of those were in that first season. So there's that. We did have an issue with our trainer, actually. So the trainer that we had signed, it looks like there was some sort of glitch in the game. We actually didn't get him, and that was why we had that issue. But no worries. We have Sean Navarro, definitely one of the best trainers you can get in this game. We will grab him. Everyone else is already signed still. So Ryan Saunders and his entire coaching staff, we've got all those guys already signed up. But we do have to grab trainer, and then we'll jump into the rest of the offseason. Again, you're listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. All right, so we'll take a look now at the roster as it stands. We have Dennis Smith Jr., Tyus Jones, Tyrese Maxey, Austin Wiley. So a lot of point guards, but, you know, that's really good depth, and I like what we're building there. Shooting guards, we have Lugans, Dort, Josh Okoge, Nick Roberts. As far as small forwards, we have Wiggins, Covington, and then Andre Iguodala. Power forwards, Dario Saric, Carl Towns, Moses Brown, Tony Bradley, and Philippe Petrusev. Those are our centers, so we've got lots of depth at the center position. Not a lot of depth at power forward, but it ended up working out, so I'm not too upset about that. We're going to skip the power rings for now, jump right into the season, and we will see how this team can do. Looking at around the All-Star break again, and we'll see. Hopefully, they're able to take that next step. Let's get into that 50-win category and make sure we get to the second round minimum of the playoffs. All right, so new year, but same results for the most part. Where we ended up stopping the simulation was 30-27 and 27 is what the team's looking at right now. About 90, 90% chemistry, which is definitely one of the tops that we've had so far. So I guess we've got that going for us. Looking at the contract extensions, nobody is eligible except for Robert Covington, and he has not decided what he wants to do. So I guess we will see there. So we continue the rest of the simulation again. 30-27, and 27, Ryan Saunders is in place. You've got Dennis Smith Jr. You've got some talented young pieces. You've got Carl Towns. He had made an All-NBA second team the previous year. So you've got a lot of building blocks, and the team is heading in the right direction. Just got a nice win against the Celtics. Just got a nice loss against the Nets. So that's how this simulation has gone so far. Very interesting. Got a nice win against the Wizards, actually. And if you recall, last season, Scott Brooks actually was coach of the year as the Wizards had the best record in the NBA. So something there, although the Wizards did not win the championship. So that's the other thing to consider. 37-30 and 30 is our record. Now, one thing we've noticed in the last few seasons is even when we start off pretty strong, we falter at the end and we're not able to take that next step. Again, the key is going to be we want to have more than 45 wins. We're at 41 and 30 right now, so we got a shot. But again, we can't keep finishing as weak as we have. We need to find a way to actually get some wins here to end up the season. And again, I say that we start losing games. 42 and 32. We just lost to the Hawks. So we got that going for us, which is nice. <laughs> we have a nice blowout win against the Blazers. We just had a nice win against the Rockets. And we are at 45 and 34. So it's going to be close if we win one more game. And we do we win the last game of the season. So we improved by one single game here in this third season. All right, looking at the superlatives, MVP is Steph Curry. Jaden McDaniels is your rookie of the year. Gordon Hayward is sixth man. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Defensive player of the year, shocker, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Most improved is Michael Porter Jr. for the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets made the championship last year, so having him be most improved tells you a lot about how good they're going to be this year. You had Coach of the Year, 
Nate McMillan, 52-30. and 30. Not exactly a great record, but maybe not a great squad either. Uh, I guess time will tell there. Although they just want, they want a championship too with Kevin Durant with the Pacers. So I'm not sure what to say about that. We have Carl Anthony Towns, another sighting of him. All-NBA third team for Carl Towns. All-defensive team, Robert Covington does make the list this time, which is good to see. As far as all rookies are concerned, our rookies don't play much, so they did not make that fourth and fifth. So we are the four seed, the Minnesota Terminals taking on the five seed, Dallas Mavericks. Can we finally make it? And we lose one game to zero. Another poor start. We're down two games to zero. I don't know what it is about this team, but they just... There we go. All right. Apparently, we can win a game in Dallas. Not sure how that works. Game number four. This is in Dallas again. Three games to one, we are down. It is close to elimination time. Not what we are looking to see here. What ends up... All right. Three games to two. We are going to simulate game number six with SimCast and take a closer look at how this squad does. Remember, this would be the home game for the Mavericks, as it is game number six. We gotta get to, we gotta win this game to get back to Minnesota. We start the simulation. It is all Mavericks early on, which is obviously not what we're going for here. It's still pretty close, though. Although the Mavericks are starting to pull away a little bit, uh, they got it up to a seven-point lead halfway through the first. Going into the second quarter, it is all tied up. Second quarter so far has been all Timberwolves, as we do take a little bit of a lead. And it's continuing to grow. We got it up to six points. There's a little bit left in that second quarter. And as the first half is winding down, the Mavericks do start to pull away. Again, amassing a five-point lead. Third quarter, we start up, and it is a mixed bag of results. You're getting kind of a back and forth, but mostly it is the Mavericks taking over as they are now up by seven. Fourth quarter hits, and it is all Mavericks yet again. They are up by about eight points. It's a little bit of back and forth, but it is almost, again, all Mavericks. Four minutes left. There is a 13-point advantage for the Mavericks. We are going to jump in here, play the rest of this, see if we can bring home the win and get to a Game 7 in Minnesota. All right, so not only do we end up winning Game 7, but Andrew Wiggins in that game ends up scoring in total. He scores almost 40 points, so a big reason why the team was able to do what they were able to do. Absolutely fantastic game from him. Towns is dishing out assists like crazy. He had, in the end, uh, five assists in that game. So very cool what he was able to do, actually. Let me take a look here. So for Wiggins, 35 points, five rebounds, three assists. And Towns, yeah, five assists, 16 rebounds, 17 points. And then uh, Dennis Smith Jr., one of the main reasons we're doing this, 17 points, 2 rebounds, and 4 dimes. So pretty cool. We're definitely able to see uh, you know, something pretty good here as far as uh, the Dennis Smith era is concerned. All right, so we jump into round number two. We are taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. And here we go. Game one goes to the LA Lakers. We are down 1-0. The LA Lakers are the number one seed. Game two goes to Minnesota, so it is one to one. Game three, we are back, or now we are in Minnesota, and uh, that game goes to L.A. So L.A. is up two games to one. Jumping in to game number four, hopefully we can tie it up, and, and we do. So it is two games to two now. Moving on to game number five, and let's see the Wolves. Wolves do take it. We are up three games to two, so now we go to game six. Game six is here in Minnesota. 
And we win that one too. So four games to two, we take out the number one seed, Los Angeles Lakers. Very cool to see. Take a look at the box score here. We are led by, wow, Dennis Smith Jr., 22 points, five rebounds, five assists. Carl Towns, 15 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, though, one of our uh, good young players, Lugans Dort, 37 points, five rebounds, three assists. So not only does it help to have some pretty good players here, the Dennis Smith Jr. era is really succeeding well. Plus, Ryan Saunders, the coach, is killing it. So definitely cool to see that. And we jump into the Western Conference Finals. We're the four seed taking on the three seed, Utah Jazz. Game number one in Minnesota goes to the Utah Jazz. So we do we seem to struggle in game ones for whatever reason. Simulating game number two. Game number two goes to goes to us. So not too shabby there. Well, now we are going to Utah and we'll simulate game number one. Game number one goes to Utah. So now we are two games to one. We need to steal one, hopefully, in Utah. Simulating, and we'll take a look here. We do end up taking the fourth game, so it is tied two games to two. Moving on to game number five, and we take it. So we are now up three games to two. Going to game six, this is in Utah. Simulation starts. And we do have, oh, it's tied up. So Utah does tie it up three games to three. We have one game left. Game number seven, can the Wolves pull it off? We're going to actually do this one. We'll do this. Should we do SimCast? Yeah, we'll do SimCast maybe. No, we're just going to simulate straight through. I think Ryan Saunders, Dennis Smith, and the crew can get it done. And it's a close one, but the Wolves do end up winning. Final score is 101 to 96 in this simulation. Dennis Smith Jr., 22 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Carl Towns, 23 points, 13 boards, 3 dimes. You're getting really nice productivity out of some of these guys. Very, very impressed. Not Wiggins' best game. 8 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. But oh, 4 blocks on top of that for Wiggins. Wow. But again, we wouldn't even be here if it weren't for that monster performance Wiggins had in Game 7 against the Mavericks in Round 1. So very impressive. The Wolves win Game 7. We move on to the Finals. This could be it. Is this going to be the year that the Wolves do win the championship? Now, when we did a Ryan Saunders-specific uh, run in, in these simulations. He did win it in his third or fourth year. So, it, it, you know, it wouldn't make some sense to get a championship here, too. Ryan Saunders, the simulations really like him as a coach. He's able to do some nice things. Now, granted, we have a really solid roster, but part of that is definitely going to be having a uh, pretty a pretty good coach. And, and so far, that's, that's uh, really worked out well. So game number one, game number one goes to the Timberwolves. We are up one game, 2-0, so not a bad start if you ask me. Game number two, simulating, goes to goes to Miami Heat as they do even it up. Miami Heat have been a very good team in these simulations, so not too surprising that they made it to the finals in the East. Game number three goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves, so two games to one. We have a nice lead here. We will definitely take that. We got to find a way to win some games, though. Can we get to game three? Or can we get to win three? Two games to two, so it still continues with the back and forth. You know, we've been a solid team throughout this simulation, but we aren't consistently able to just dominate. But looking at overall records in the regular season, the Heat were 43-39. We were 46-36, and so pretty similar. And we're down. We are down three games to two now. We were not able to take that lead. This is rough. I think we're going to have to do SimCast. This is the... 
This is the finals. This is uh, this is the real deal. We got to make sure we take this seriously. If we got to jump in, we got to jump in. And so far, it's a start off. It's back and forth. You're getting a, a pretty good game for both both teams. 10-10 is an early, with four, around four minutes left, score is 10-10. As the first quarter is coming down, it is 21-20. The Wolves are winning. They start to build a little bit of a lead in that second quarter, up 31-25. The Heat are able to fight back just a little bit, but we're able to kind of keep a little bit of distance as we have that like three to five point lead going into the end of the second. Right now, 49-44, and as the second quarter comes to a close, 55-48 Wolves are winning. In the third quarter, Wolves jump to a 59-50 lead, and hopefully they can continue to grow that. Now it is an 11-point lead, but the Heat come right back, get it down to a four-point game. Real good back and forth. It is four points going into the fourth quarter, 85-77 with nine minutes left. 94-80, to though, with six minutes left as the Wolves start to pull away. Really looking like this one's over, folks. It is 112-89 now with a minute left. This one is officially over. Final score is 114-93. As Sean Davini says on Twitter here, Timberwolves Towns cruise past the heat, 114-93. I think let's take a look at that box score. By the way, let's look at this team they've got here. Bam Adebayo, Zion Williamson, Hassan Whiteside, Justice Winslow, Ricky Rubio, Josh Richardson. This is a pretty good squad, uh, plus a, a few other guys that – names don't necessarily jump off the page, but that are really good quality players that have been coming from some of these user-created draft classes. Game number seven, got to stick with SimCast. I think it's going to be too important. All right, so SimCast has started. Starts off with a good back and forth. Wolves able to take a 16-4 to lead. Hopefully they can continue that. Sometimes in these Sims, the team will go off to a nice start, and then they struggle in the second and third quarters. Up by five, though, going into the second Second quarter starts, Wolves able to start off really, really strong. They are up 21 points, 29 to 50. Hopefully they can continue this momentum into that second half. It is now 59 to 39 as halftime hits. 68 to 45 is now the lead. Wolves are absolutely dominating, but now they're looking like they're starting to let the Miami Heat come back. Cannot let this lead evaporate. Fourth quarter is about to hit, and wow, 90-60 to 60 is the score. The Wolves are blowing out the Miami Heat. This is absolutely a destruction. Miami Heat look like they've never played a basketball game in their lives if you look at this score. It is now 125-90 to 90 with a little over a minute left. Wolves absolutely destroy, absolutely destroy the Heat in the championship game, and there you have it, Ryan Saunders, Carl Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Dennis Smith Jr. getting it done. Final score, look at this, 136-92. to We blow them out of the water. It's not even close. That's, that's as good as it gets. That's how you do it in the Ryan Saunders era. That's how you do it in the Dennis Smith Jr. era. So fantastic. Definitely got to take a moment to take a look at this box score. It's going to be super important to see who the main players were, and we didn't have to jump in even. It just was what it was. The team just found a way to get the job done. So congratulations, Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns is your MVP in this one. How about this? 26.7 points per game in the series, 42 minutes per game. So no wonder when the series was over, it said he was tired when he went to his thing. 12.4 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.1 blocks, 47% from three in the series, 63% from the field. I mean, that is a monster series. I don't know what else he could have done. And, you know, the team was able to find a way to get a win, which is really cool. 
fantastic when you when you're able to see what this team was able to do. So very cool. Taking a look at the full box score, we'll see who else did much. You had Dennisman Jr. 26 points, six assists, three steals, just one turnover. Uh, 14 points and six assists from Wiggins. You know, 14 points isn't great, but six of ten shooting is solid. Six assists, a steal, two blocks. We've really started to see Wiggins come to his own as far as blocks are concerned in this game, but we're also starting to see it in real life too. So very cool. And wow, how about Towns? So in the final game, 29 points, 20 rebounds, five assists, a steal block, zero turnovers. I mean, that right there is how you win a championship. All right, that's a good place to wrap up this week's edition of The Howl. Again, you can find us on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, Wednesdays, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, and Saturday mornings starting at 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. And until next week, let me get a howl. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world-first all-in-one console solution for podcasters of all levels. Featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color-coded sound effect pads, four high-power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com.